0: Hello, my children. <laughs> Welcome back to Ramblings of the Mad Guy. It's me, Reese. I'm the Mad Guy, um, and I'm speaking like Hannibal Lecter for some fucking reason. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know why. Um, but I'm coming back, coming back at you with another episode here. Um, I wanted. I know I said that we're gonna keep it like sort of lighthearted. <laughs> and I really don't even wanna do this, but it is like such a funny story. And I think it turns out well. Um in a justice sort of way, you know? Um I think I can make it funny. I don't think it has to be weird. Um I think we can all laugh about it. And we can also give our sympathy and empathy to, um, the people who were harmed, the many people over the course of this tragic tale. But anyway, I guess I'll start somewhere. Um, I go to, I'm in middle school. I'm in, uh, seventh grade at, uh, at a school that perhaps should remain nameless but i think it's like literally out of business anyway already um you know south carolina was not exactly known for the longevity of its uh, schools <laughs> um or per- or particularly for their um academic prowess perhaps um so the school it also went through two different names while it was there. So I'll give you the old name, and then maybe you can sort of do some detective work and figure it out. It was called um, um, First Baptist, or no, yeah, First Baptist Presbyterian Church School, right? F, FBPCS or something. It was like an absurd acronym. I was like, what? The acronym is like harder. It's like a tongue twister. It's like harder to say than just the whole fucking thing so i guess that's why they changed it eventually um to cccp which isn't that like the soviet like helmet isn't that what they had on the soviet fucking helmets and i won't tell you you know just i know i've already completely ruined the anonymity of this school Um, but the weird thing is after this happened they got more kids applying anyway um so i know i'm driving you crazy i'm teasing you here um and what happened was i was in seventh grade and there was this new sort of um, upper school principal. And I don't know what the fuck an upper school principal does. <laughs> um, it's usually just a guy. That I've had a couple in my life. I've seen them around. It's usually just a guy that sort of controls the 8th, 7th, and 6th graders, right? And sort of just has domain or dominion over that sort of range of um, grades. And, uh, we get a new one, upper school principal, um, coolest guy on earth, um, to all these kids, to all the kids, to me included. Um, you know, there were only a couple things, there were only a couple reasons, like, you know, in one way, he, he had a very severe and, like, stern looking face, um, but then he was sort of surprisingly warm towards the children, um. So, you know, he wasn't as, like, strict as we thought he was going to be, perhaps. So that was one aspect of it. And um, also, I remember one time there was a field day, right? And there was two, there was a dodgeball tournament. And for some reason, one of the teams was just, like, stacked with fucking eighth graders or something. And it was against, like, a team of sixth graders. Just classic, kind of fun, um, cheeky, cheeky uh, Nandos, if you will. Um, and so the, the eighth graders are dominating these sixth graders and there's like one eventually gets down to like eight V one, right? On the So what skip Reville does, that's the name, if I haven't said of the new, um, teacher, uh, new upper school principal, he's probably 35 years old. He's married, um, brand new. He'd been there like maybe two or three months. In the middle of our field day in the gym, he jumps in to the dodgeball game, um, takes, <laughs> takes, you know, the ball from, takes, like, a ball on the ground or something, and defends the sole sixth grader. You know, he joins the team of the, the kids that got, like, absolutely pummeled. And then he goes, like, absolutely, you know, haywire and, like, starts doing, like, backflips and shit and dodging the balls and actually trying to win. Against the <laughs> against the eighth grader, um, I remember one of his tactics was he would have he would hold three balls at one time by having one in each hand, and he would literally I shit you not like like in some kind of you know uh, Ben Stiller dodgeball esque way um, would keep a ball in in his shirt like a hunch you know, um, and so then he would throw a ball and then he'd have one on like loaded up in the in the back of his shirt. Um, And so you have to understand that when I'm witnessing this, I'm in seventh grade. I am not an adult yet. This is the coolest fucking thing I've ever seen. You know, it's like a comeback story. You know, cool, new, youngish, younger teacher comes in, sort of makes the comeback for the sixth graders against the eighth graders. Um, what I don't realize at the time is, is, the, is the adult perspective of a fucking newly hired teacher jumping into a children's dodgeball game and then demolishing the eighth graders, like in the same fashion as the first of all, why is this guy so good at dodgeball? <laughs> what the hell made him so good at dodgeball? I shit you not. I mean, I, I know I was young and probably exaggerating. But I thought he was doing backflips. I remember. Um, I remember him jumping around and like doing matrix matrix esque moves and throwing these um, you know heater dodgeballs that would catch flame midair before they hit the the eighth grader on the other side. Um, so that for that reason he was very cool. Um, somehow he got into the position where he was allowed to um, chaperone by far the coolest. Um, Field trip that we ever did at that school and in fact, it's the probably the coolest field trip I've ever done in my life in my life um, that includes college and Boarding school it includes, you know, I've never been on another field trip like this. They took us to the Kennedy Space Center where every single Space mission every successful moon landing all this stuff um, Was launched And it's still in use today by, like, uh, SpaceX to deliver things to... I mean, not at the time. Not when we went. I was in seventh grade, you know. Um, And you got to... We stayed there for the whole weekend. And luckily, my dad was a chaperone, you know. That was... I think that was lucky. I think that was a good play. And I think he just wanted to go. I mean, cheers to him. I'd want to chaperone that fucking you know, field trip to the Kennedy Space Center, and you sleep, you know, we slept in, like, this big museum warehouse under the the Saturn V rocket, like a real one. It was suspended in the air, and we slept in, like, sleeping bags under the rocket. So we got this, like, real sort of intimate tour of, um, skip rev- I mean, of, um, the Kennedy Space Center. Um, so because Skip was sort of like leading that mission, we were like sort of, this guy is the best, you know, he's the best teacher, best sort of role model (laughs) ever. You know, sort of disregarding the fact that he had invited our friend Sam on a private camping trip. I mean, that was sort of just like a... (laughs) That was sort of bad. We would put that on the back burner. You know, my dad got to go on the trip, um, you know, so anyway, we go away for um, thank for no Christmas break or something November break. and uh, you know our parents get an email maybe a week before we have to go back to school, not November, December, you know it's Christmas. Uh, so it's a long break. maybe a week before we go back to school. <laughs> they get an email. Uh, so yeah, you guys remember that um, upper school principal that you guys that we all love so much, the new one you, you skip Roville. Uh, he's gonna be in jail for the next 365 years um so sorry about that <laughs> and it's not funny but it that's a long that's a comical amount of time to be in jail and i'm not exaggerating you can look it up look up the news article it's like i think it's like 17 lifetimes or something like, life sentences, or it's, like, just an absurd number of life sentences. Um, so he, he's upwards of 300 years in jail um, for, um, and I this is where I hate to bring it down again. <laughs> you know, we were having such a fun episode. Um, I hate to bring it down, but obviously his charges weren't, weren't something cool and fun like robbing a bank. Because, you know, that would be a happy story, really. You know, that would just be a story where you had... A, a great upper school principal he's like a bank robber and you know wins dodgeball games that'd be fucking awesome unfortunately no he was a child molester um uh, <laughs> uh and you know that really isn't funny and there really were a lot of kids that were uh, sort of harmed by this um <laughs> but can you believe that can you imagine so now this is so now, OK, let me get back to like my take on this again. It's like this puts a lot of the stuff into perspective and like sort of the the nature, I guess, of a child. Must. So uh, also to be clear, he never touched me. I'm not saying that. and I mean, apparently, according to the court documents and stuff, um, and also the fact that no one from our ever came out and the fact that he had only been there for about four or five months, not even a full year. Uh, But he did invite my friend Sam um, on a camping trip alone, to which his parents obviously said, like, fuck no, you know, Um, and that was sort that was shortly before the fall, you know, before he got caught. So I think, you know, this guy was, you know, he was losing it. He was losing his fucking mind. Um, But (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, you know, apparently he never actually got to any of the kids in our school. Um, that's what we were told, but we did have grief counselors. We had counselors in the school for a week afterwards just to talk it through make sure everybody understood what happened. Um, and it's, but it is sort of the heinous nature of those like vile criminals, you know, those evil people, um, that in order to be a successful evil person, you actually do have to ingratiate yourself into society which means being likable by people so it's like very hard to hear that a person that you sort of you like fell for their trap it it was not as hard to hear as a kid because we fell for traps all the fucking time you know like it was just as surprising to me that skipperville was a pedophile as the fact that the tooth fairy wasn't real (laughs) you know what i mean like, San- honestly, I took it a lot harder that Santa wasn't real than the fact that um Skip Reveal was a pedophile. <laughs> because I had no conception. I didn't know what it meant. Obviously, now I wouldn't take that harder. I don't give a fuck that Santa's not real. And it is still tragic that Skip Reveal is a pedophile. But back then, you know, the kids actually didn't take it that hard. It was the parents, you know. The parents felt really bad. Because, like, you know, my dad, you know, my... I d- I hope my dad never felt bad about this because he shouldn't have because like I said that's one of the qualities of us of one that would be that evil and that successful um, as an evil fuck um, would be that he would have to be able to trick even parents um, so even sm- you know even people that I think are smart parents like my father you know because um, he thought he was cool too you know they got along ish but I think I remember him saying like you know what he was weird like he didn't really relate to adults. Um, well, like I bet he, like, he didn't seem like the type of guy that would go out and get a beer with the, the parents afterwards, you know? So, um, anyway, um, there's another even crazier element of the story. I mean, this is what I'm telling you. It is truly like a Shakespearean, like insane sort of thing. It's not, I'm not just saying this to be like fucking edgy and grim and whatnot. And I also realized that like a lot of 14 year old girls apparently listen to this. And so, I mean, welcome. I didn't mean to say it like that. Sorry. Um, welcome, but also to the FBI agents that monitor me, um, not welcome. (laughs) I don't know how the fuck you got here, um, through some art class or something, but I'm, I'm glad you are here and just, you know, spread it to your friends, the, the, the podcast. Um, I'm just surprised that this is like the demographic. I'm not, um, I'm, you know, I'm neutrally surprised. (laughs) Uh, Anyway. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, so Skipperville, one of the main things that was also cool about him, which I should have mentioned earlier, is that he did, he was married, he had a wife and they were going to have triplets and she was pregnant with triplets, um, very pregnant, like eight months pregnant with triplets when he got arrested for and charged and convicted immediately. By the way, the trial immediately. <laughs> like the evidence must have well I mean that it was we I did look into a little bit of it. The evidence was overwhelming. The thing was he worked at a um a gym for children. I mean, these sick fucko, you know, they just find it, it is the most reprehensible thing, but you know that. I don't need to tell you that. but um his wife gives birth to triplets. About a month after or like, or maybe during the trial or, you know, during all this, which maybe he just pled guilty. I mean, I think there was just so much evidence and I remember it happening so quickly. Like he was just in jail and the triplets were maybe like two months old and the wife took his side. Do you believe this? And apparently I, and I don't know where she stands now. I don't want to blas- I don't want to defame the woman, but I mean, for Christ's fucking sake, you know what I mean? Like the evidence is that bad. <laughs> she she did pick the wrong side initially. I mean, I hope she's come to her senses and her kids don't have any sort of fucking relationship with this psychopath. Um, but yeah, she would bring the triplets to the, 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 the jail and visit him and shit. And I, you know, that's what I heard. Um believe that's what I heard from the news. And I, know, I realize how sketchy that is to say. I believe I heard that from the news. But any of you guys can look up this shit. Skip Reveal. Um... Mount Pleasant, South Carolina. It was sort of a big deal, um, as it would be, I guess. Um, But it's a beautiful day. The sun is shining. (laughs) I'm I'm really, this is not what this is going to be. But you have to understand that when I think of a story or something, I have to just say it. Like, I can't decide if it's going to be about pedophilia or about German camp or about, you know, DMT. This is just the nature of the beast that you have created by listening. You know what I mean? Um, this is your fault, actually. Um, all the ramblings of a mad You're driving me insane. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I like you people quite a lot. Let me see if I have any notes about something. Gay Superman. I'm a fan. I think the, the reasoning made sense. They were like, what? Like, because he's also, he's not gay. He's um bisexual, right? Which I guess is gay. I guess it's um, uh, under the umbrella of gay, perhaps. Um, but he's not simply homophobic. I mean, <laughs> homophobic. <clears throat> I swear to God, that was not a Freudian. He's not simply a homosexual. Um, he's a bisexual, which I think makes so much sense because he's also... I mean, not that it would matter. I wouldn't care if they made Clark Kent homosexual or bisexual or whatever the fuck they made him. You know, it's it's a cartoon character. They do whatever they want with him. Um, But but it's not even Clark Kent. It's Clark Kent's son. So, like, of course, if Clark Kent had a child in the year, like, 2002 or whatever, like, 90% of the people I know are bisexual. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) of course this kid is going to be bi. Um, i don't I don't understand any of the um surprise or the outrage and I don't even think it's an I don't even think it's like a social SJWE ish move I mean maybe it is but um I mean that's all right because it just satisfies reality to me um you know it's like a teenager now do you know a teenager that isn't a little bi? now did I mean come on um <laughs> What am I saying about myself? Nothing. <laughs> don't get any ideas. No, I'm kidding. You get as many ideas as you want. I am whatever you want me to be. I'll start a gay OnlyFans. I will. I'll do it if you pay me for it. Um, but it probably I won't do it. like full. Like full. I, I don't know. I don't think I would have sex with another man. Or even have another man involved. Um, you see what I mean? Just cause it—it it just really isn't my cup of tea. Like I've watched the the minute or two that I need. Um, when I was like fourteen, fifteen, you know, you every guy does that. And if you pretend you didn't, that's even gayer, dude. <laughs> um, you know, even if it was accidental click, you click on it and then you stay on it for an act for another. 30 seconds just to make sure you're like, this is not, and it's not even, it's whatever it is, you know, it's just who you are. And if you like it, then that's fucking great too, you know? Um, but for me, I saw it, I got my two minutes and I was like, you know, I, I don't have really any desire at all um, to do either of those acts. Um, Cause the only acts I can really think of are sort of like blowing and getting fucked, you know, or I guess, fuck, I guess fucking as well. Um, but even girls with the ass, it's not even like my go to, it's not even like, that doesn't seem like a birthday present to me. That seems like a, something you try, you know, (laughs) but it's not like, Oh, it's your birthday. You know, you get this, you know, this thing. Um, anyway, maybe I'm going way too deep into this. What was I even fucking talking about? How did I get here? What the hell was I fucking talking about? Um, <laughs> gay Superman? All right, I'm done. All right, the Gospel of Thomas. Um, we're moving into the Gospel of Thomas, verse 29. Have you guys heard of this? I'm guessing not. Uh, I'm guessing a lot of my fam- the listeners are sort of like godless. What was I talking about? Did I? I went into like a fugue state and I started talking about gay sex. Like, what? What was I talking about? What? <laughs> Am I going to leave that in? I guess you guys will be the you'll you'll find out Um, the Gospel of Thomas, though, is an interesting book because it's a heretical book of the Bible, meaning it's not canon in most. And yeah, and like the vast majority of Christian doctrine, right, like um, Catholicism or Episcopalianism or Baptists or whatever, most Protestantism or or Catholicism. Um but it is sort of histor historically um as close to um what the real Jesus might have said as um perhaps not the major four gospels, but you know, maybe some of it is as legit as the major four gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And maybe some of it is um a little more the interpretation over a couple hundred years, you know, because they say this book probably originated from 200 years after the death of Jesus. But, um, instead, but what that would mean was that simply there was an oral tradition called the church of Thomas or something. And, you know, doubting Thomas was one of the 12 disciples. He wasn't Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. He was the one that didn't believe that Jesus had come back. Um, so he had to feel the wounds on his hands, um, you know, after he rose. Um, so I was curious about this. I was like, why is there, I mean, Thomas is like the second worst <laughs> apostle, right? By far. I mean, because like the, all the other ones are, I mean, the other ones are kind of dumb, honestly, sometimes. But I think they serve like a story purpose of like letting Jesus sort of explain the deal. But they kind of just go... They kind of just like do dumb shit and Jesus has to go, no, 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 guys, chill. What the fuck? No, chill, you know, um, which is kind of funny if you think about it. But Doubting Thomas, I always figured as like the second worst. But um, I heard about this heretical book, The Book of Thomas, and I read it and he was fascinating, man. It was really cool because regardless of whether it was Jesus talking or some random guy from the year literal 200, there's this one verse, and I'm not going to go into the whole thing because, you know, this is going to be boring to most people. But I do want to talk about it because, whatever, it's my fucking podcast. I do what I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's the Book of Thomas, verse 29, and I should have pulled it up. I realize, but I'm, i you know, I don't prepare it for this. Um, and the important thing to realize here is that. Doesn't matter if it was Jesus. Doesn't matter if it was from God. You don't have to believe in God to find this interesting. This is simply a, a historical analysis of a verse that was undoubtedly written, undoubtedly written um, about sixteen hundred years before anyone could even conceptualize the theory of evolution. That's where I'm going with this. All right. So it's actually it's more interesting to an atheist, in my opinion, much more interesting to an atheist or an agnostic than a christian it actually this actually would sound sort of heretical to a christian it wouldn't sound right you wouldn't want to agree with this um so jesus said if the flesh came into being because of spirit it is a wonder but if spirit came into being because of the flesh it is a wonder of wonders indeed I am amazed at how this great wealth has made its home in this poverty. We got to understand what this means, right? That's a complicated piece of sort of like dialogue here. But, but I want to think about it in the framework of evolution because we know that's the case. You know, if God exists, he has to exist within the framework of evolution or at least evolution exists within his framework, you know. Either way. And this verse directly addresses that, like I said, in the year 200. When did Darwin come about and blow everyone's fucking minds in seven, early 1700s or late something like that? So, if the flesh came into being because of spirit, it is a wonder. What this means, um, theologically, is if there's a spirit, God, and he created flesh for us, he created our bodies... Then that's a wonderful thing (laughs) That's cool man That's pretty fucking cool And basically what you already believe if, If you're reading this But if spirit came into being Because of the body It is a wonder of wonders In other words If there was a body first If our flesh came before God And we created God Through a complex um, evolutionary and psychological Mechanical need for him I mean I use him in the loosest sense for, for, for a moral structure For something to glue society together For if we needed an entity Biologically Evolutionarily In order to function as such a complex society as we are Jesus says That's even fucking cooler <laughs> He said that's a wonder of wonders I mean, that's a heretical thing for Jesus to say, right? That God didn't create us, but that perhaps it's possible. That And then he says, indeed, I am amazed at how this great wealth has made its home in this poverty. Then he says, you know, not, <laughs> this could be possible. Who am I to say? I, not like I'm just Jesus or anything, you know? This could be possible. But if it is, I'm fucking a. Ast- I'm, I'm amazed at that. You know, that's, I'm God and even I can be amazed at how this great wealth, meaning something as beautiful or, or something as sort of like pure as the idea or the notion of um, an all good being, how this great wealth has made its home in this poverty, meaning a, a biological shell of a being essentially that, that is less than God, how this poverty could create something higher than itself. Um, so I just thought that was a really interesting quote and I didn't have anyone to talk to about it. <laughs> so I'll, talk to, I'll, I'll fucking um, you know lay it on you guys anyway this has been this episode I think it's been a while actually shit 30 minutes fucking A um, and I thought it would be good to sort of cleanse our spirits with maybe a little sermon <laughs> after the beginning of this episode um, so I appreciate you guys a lot I love you the Patreon might be out it might not if it is I'll put it in the description and if it's not then duh, you know Keep on keeping on. Peace.